0: This is Ricky Rigolato, CEO and Founder of Rose Alba Services. Welcome to Cleaning and Cocktails. Hi, I'm Mark Batista,
1: I'm President of Citywide Building Maintenance. We're a 37-year-old company located in Itasca, Illinois. We clean about 15 million square feet a night, and we are a
2: total facility solution provider. My name is Juan and I'm the owner of Spotless Cleaning Chicago. So we have a little bit over 170 employees currently. And I think the biggest thing that we love about the company is the technology that we use that allows us to stay in communication with everyone.
3: Hello everyone, my name is Saul Marchand. I'm the founder and CEO of Blue Commercial Cleaning here in Chicago. Our goal is basically to find solutions for every client. And our mission is really truly enhance the image of every facility we touch. Thanks guys, enjoy the show.
0: Thank you guys for coming. I appreciate it. I know how busy we are, uh, you know, being business owners, uh, the time doesn't stop, right? We work 24-7. Uh, but what I what I wanted to do is bring us together. You know, we're all friends, we're all colleagues, uh, we're all in the same line of business. I wanted to really just, you know, talk shop on the industry. So, first, I mean, first question I want to talk on, because uh, there's always a topic ongoing as you go from 50 employees to 100 to 200 is uh, how, how do you guys, and I'll start. so I'll start with you, is how do you start an employee, how does the onboarding look like for a new employee for you?
3: Well, for us, I mean, we're on the younger side of the company, so we're still almost kind of reinventing it every year just because you have to adapt and uh, depending on, you know, what you're going to do every year, right? Because, you know, sometimes uh, the business model changes and so forth. So for us, um, it's more getting to know you first. Right? Do you fit the culture? Because then we can train for the skill. So for us, it's more that the interview process isn't so corporate anymore. It's just more, talk to me about yourself. Let me, let me get to know you a little bit. Right? And so the interview process also consists of making sure our teammates get to know the person as well. So we bring people to understand um, who that individual is and can they be a part of that culture moving forward. And then you can start with the whole onboarding and so forth, the training. and. Uh, Obviously, get them into the team. So for us, it's really getting to that person right away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mark. Part of ahead. the onboarding that you know has become such a crucial part of starting up new employees for us has been really introducing the employee to what it is exactly that they're going to be doing. Because everybody wants to work in a Class A office yeah. building. Everybody wants to work in a clean environment. Well, you know, we do some accounts where, I mean, you got to kick the drum before you clean around it to watch the rats run out at night. They're as big as dogs in the city, you know? So we want to get people on the same page and we want them to know exactly what the job is going to entail. We also do schools, so we want to make sure that we have the right type of person that we're putting into the account. We want them to know that they're gonna be around kids, they're gonna be around parents, and, and image is everything today, you know? It, it, you know, it takes years to build a reputation, and a split second to, to have that reputation go bad. So we really um, fit the person to the job.
0: Okay. Juan, well, what about you?
2: You know, so our, what we found is in the first three days, we tend to have a little bit more turnover. So to reduce that, what we've done is we, by design, we've made our interview process a lot longer, and we kind of introduce them you know, through videos and some examples of what it is they're going to be doing. We make them take an exam. And really, we kind of create these little hurdles to see how much buy-in they really have. Are they really interested? Are they really willing to go through, jump through those hurdles? Um, and usually, sometimes we have people say, "You know what? This is wrong. I'm out." It was nice knowing you, but you know, at least we get that buy-in. And then from you know, once we do hire them, then we have a full day of training, um, and then we know we teach them to introduce them to you know, the technology, what their pay dates are going to be, because they always have questions. That's really. So then that's probably the most <clears throat> important thing, right? And we, we kind of forget about that. Yeah, sure. You know, so like when are you going to get paid? What, what are the expectations? Um, and then from there we start the, you know, field training, if you will. So.
0: Okay. Nice. So to touch back on that actually, uh, videos, right? You brought that up. I know I've talked to you about that a little bit. Uh, you guys probably all see the old school videos that are out there, right? The black and white. The, they're just you're, you're just call them old school, right? Because they're it's just not modernized. It's not to what kind of video? training, videos? training videos right training videos. Okay. so it's it, it's tough for us because we're not we're not a manufacturing type of company right where no. it's step one step two step three these are the th- this is what your day is going to look like that's just not us uh, do you have you guys seen and so you said yes you're doing videos So mark are you guys implementing videos in the train, in the onboarding
3: yes yeah, so for us again to, as the business model changes and you know the route you want to take as far as uh, Uh, Type of services, the route you want, (laughs) yeah, exactly, right. (laughs) That's a plug, right? (laughs) But um, so for us, it's uh, the videos for we're learning a lot now. You guys understand we're in a blue collar world, right? Mm -hmm. Blue collar industry. So a lot of these guys, it's all about vision. You know, you can only do so many bullet points, so many PowerPoint presentations, they won't get it. So for us, it's like enough of the stock photos, enough of the stock videos. Let's get our actual people out there, telling the story of what we do. Not so much about what we do as what, but about what we're about, right? And what the culture is, and what the uh, need is, what solutions are we bringing to the table? So for us, that's why we always mention ourselves as technicians. We don't call ourselves janitors, I like or cleaners, because yeah. clean. Clean we are craft. We clean with a craft, yeah. uh, and so that's the kind of change that needs to be implemented out there. So how do you do that? Videos. Let's start showing. Uh, as a matter of fact, right now we're at, uh, redoing, you know, all of our techniques and retraining because we're really focusing and honing in on that because, you know, we we all go through mistakes, right? We get the complaints, right? We get the issues, but how do we mitigate that? Well, we minimize it where the QC isn't so astounding, right, when you're checking in every day or every other day. Um, And especially you guys, obviously much bigger. Uh, You guys, I'm sure, have positive systems in place to ensure that you guys keep that to a a low number. So that's what we want to do. We want to be more proactive and reactive. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mark, what about, so to give some backdrop too, right? I mean, we've got many different levels and stages of companies here, which is, which is what I want, why I did this for a reason is it's, you know, there's a lot of a smaller SMB market of the industry, you know, for you guys, to know, too, some, some numbers or statistics, I mean, 90% of the industry works at a million in revenue and under, you know, but it's not that they can't get there. It's, we got to put processes from day one, you know? So that's why, I, Onboarding of employees is such a big deal, right? So, Mark, are you doing videos? So,
1: change is inevitable, but change is hard, right? We're a thirty-seven-year-old company, and my father is the CEO and founder. And uh, to try and to try and change an Italian man's ways is uh, it's tough, man. So, we're not using video yet. We're still doing a lot of. Um, just not so much stock photos but a lot of bullet points sure yeah. um, but I, I really feel like the hands-on onboarding right. mm-hmm. is the way to go you know the days of the, you're right the days of showing people these you know bullet points and things like that are, are kind of like the days of yesterday's yeah. we need more internet more interaction you know right. and and it's it's people over profit right yeah. so if you're investing in your people and you're getting your people to show up to work today, it's half the battle. I mean, great, you're hired, and then they show up. You're like, all right, well, I guess I'm cleaning tonight. I don't have anything going on, but, you know. So getting them to show up, getting their buy-in, getting them excited about coming to work for you, that's that's really what we want to build.
0: How do we, because I think it's super important, the hands-on training aspect, where, you know, a client should appreciate if we are dedicating so much time to training a, a team member you know, so thoroughly and so hands-on, where, what, what are some ideas you guys think of or have ever thought of, of? How do we message that to a client? The initial cleaning line item is not gonna cover hands-on trade. Like how, it's gonna be, you know, time will tell how clients will pay a higher price because we know it's only it's inevitable, it's gonna go up, minimum wage is going up. But what are some ideas you guys think of as far as how we can message to clients to, to allow us to spend more time in the beginning? Because that's when we lose contracts. That first thirty days, they go back to the other cleaning company, or they just say this is not what you know we, we wanted. This is too, I'm paying too much for what you guys are
2: producing for. You know, to be honest, um, I guess uh, I don't want to say that that's never happened to us, but you know, we usually do have a contract. Um, we're also usually working with larger accounts, so the startup expenses and the is is pretty pretty big, you know. Um, and so with that said, is you know they understand you know we have a 21 day startup process um, and then you know even at that if you know I don't know that there's really a perfect way to mitigate that but you know just really having good tight processes around you know what that count startup is going to look like and setting those expectations with the client is really important so the reality is they have to know that when you come in the next day everything's not going to be spotless it's going to take time right because the other thing is you can't train your staff on the everyday cleaning, the service checklist, the weekly items, the daily items, the monthly items, if you're trying to do everything in the first two, three days, right? Because, yeah. one, you're going to scare the employees, yeah. and they're going to they're run. They're going to quit. <laughs> you know, so so yeah. you have to let them know that this is going to take 21 days. And to be honest, there's some accounts that are in such bad shape. I tell them up front, like, this is going to take two, three months to you know get this back up to yeah. speed. Yeah. You know, so they know that. you
1: know. Yeah. One thing I think that's uh, beneficial is <clears throat> if you know you're going to get an account and you're 30 days out, if you are looking or recruiting for these people if you have a pilot account or a test account that you can assign your best lead to right or training manager and the training is built within your customer's building so i mean you got a really nice office i got maroon walls you know what i mean (laughs) i I haven't seen your guys (laughs) we got blue 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 walls but um there's always a there's always one or two accounts or a handful of accounts that we all have that are like they're solid, man, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you could take your your new recruit or your new cleaning technician and put them with the best people who serve in that account as your training manager in your training account, that's how you that's yeah. how you start them up. But you're gonna pay them for 22 days before they start the new account. There. That's just investment. So if you could build that maybe into the cost of your training, you know, might be worth it. Okay.
3: You know, I think for the way I look at it is that, um, I think you guys are all on the same page here, is that this industry needs a a change. And what I mean by that is everybody's cutthroating. And that's the problem is that when people are going in there just based on numbers, clients are automatically educated and trained to say, well, you know what, you only have two weeks, you only have a week. in their mind, they're not telling you this. But in my mind, I already know like, if you ain't got it, then you ain't got it.
0: How do you guys train your salespeople? Or how do you get people ready to help you scale your business and bid in quote for you?
3: It's a craft, man, you know what? Because there isn't really a set pricing out there, right? So when we talk to a lot of uh, clients, it's like, well, you need to be at 20, 25, or $30 an hour. And I, I always ask, well, how'd you get that number? Well, that's kind of what we've been charged here before, right? So the other guy did it. Right, the other guy did, did it this way. So I need you to stay in this budget. I said, well, no, that's, that's not the point, right? The point is to basically see exactly what you're looking for. So for us, it's almost like an algorithm that you can create within your business, knowing the square footage, knowing the space, exactly what the techniques you're going to utilize or the type of supplies, equipment, and so forth. It's almost to a point where it's a science, right? You have your own science, you have your own science, I have my own science, you have your own science. Uh, but what dictates that price, again, goes back to how are you educating that client. Right? Exactly what are you bringing to the table? Uh, we all sometimes fall into the trap because you want to get that big account and sometimes you want to get a little aggressive with the pricing. The last thing we want to do is put pressure on our people. I think you mentioned this before, is that for you, is that you don't want to go in there and say, oh man, you know what, I got to start you off at this, at this wage, right? It's all about fair wage out there. Look how the work is really a skilled labor the way we look at it, mm-hmm. as long as you're training them right, and really portraying them mm-hmm. as a technician, almost like a partner consultant out there, because mm-hmm. you're not just clean. Yeah, a um, cup manager. Exactly. Right, so, the, you know, at the end of the day, that's exactly kind of how we do things now, is you have to explain to them first, and then show that value, because otherwise, if you don't, then you really are a cleaner. There you go with the $20 an hour. Yeah. Okay. So
0: there's yeah, different. You, said, you look serious right now. <laughs> you, got, you got a I whole got game you
1: Yeah, it Mark first of all you got to know your verticals what you're cleaning in commercial what you're cleaning in schools what you're cleaning in medical you're going to train differently for all those, right how do you train them hands up let them go clean Yeah. you want to sure. know how long it takes to clean a bathroom that's three urinals, three sinks, and three stalls, go clean it and you'll never ask for it again. You'll never ask it, and you'll bid it right. And you'll bid it right, because you'll know, if you don't, you're gonna put someone else in a bad spot. And that's the difference between trying to get an account at a low price,
2: and knowing what it actually takes. That's a good point. I don't know that I can add anything else to that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, it really is, it's complicated, but it really is that simple, right? There's there's set standards, you know, there's ISSA standards, there's BSEI, there's APA, you know, but then there's the reality, right? Mm-hmm. And so not only that, but then your training has to correlate with what your production rates are. And that's part of the reason why, you know, going back to the earlier question, why we have video training, right? It's not because the video training is the holy grail, but it's because in that video training we have Everything relatively standardized, right? So, approximately how much time it should take for this? How much time it should take for that? These exact items that you're supposed to do in every area. What's traditionally in the scope? What's traditionally not in the scope? So that's kind of what that covers. So that at least my tr- my head trainer, supervisors, and folders all the way down to our technicians are doing the same thing, right? So we're all speaking the same language, right? So that. You know, if we're bidding one way, it's being performed one way, right? Because if we're bidding, you know, with certain level expectations and then we're cleaning differently, it just is never going to match up, right? So for us it's really standardization.
1: Okay. So So, to piggyback on that, math is not an opinion, it's a fact, right? So if we're building and I mean I know that we've built models to bid these accounts, right? But then you get into the account and you have the guy who was giving you the tour, who you don't know, is 20 days out from being let go from the mm-hmm. company, and he's like, "Yeah, you do this, you do this, you do that," and then all of a sudden, you're 10 days in, and scope creep comes up, <laughs> and the salesperson looks at you like, yeah. "I don't know what happened," yeah. and 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 we just had this happen to us, and and it's it's a reality. Scope creep in our industry is like, "Oh yeah, by the way, can you can you put the dishes away in the dishwasher?" Oh, I don't live here. <laughs> Put the dishes away, or it's going to take me twenty minutes a day. Well, twenty minutes a day times two hundred and sixty days a year times you know whatever your rate
2: is, it's all ties back to math right. somehow. And so you know, going back to that, you know, and that's why you know, like here we're talking about technology, right? And going back to scope of work, training, all those things. So you know, one of the reasons why we love using route is because we take pictures of all the areas, and then we create that scope of work, and we put all those pictures of those areas in there, and in our scope of work, anything that, you know, the person that's giving us the tours mentions, that's not included, don't worry about that, don't worry about this, mm-hmm. <laughs> we mark it down <laughs> as not included, not included, yeah. not included, or it gets taken care of in house, or whatever it may be, so that when the next person comes around, it's very clear that that wasn't included, right? Yeah um you know we have an account that we just started it's a pretty large one it's got like probably 30 different areas and you know just, this one
0: that you sent us the FaceTime shot
2: no it's a different one okay. but just you know just just the um, just today they're like oh by the way that big admin office building that <laughs> actually is included I forgot to show it to you guys can you figure it out? Like, no, it's like, we're gonna have to yeah. price it out. It's know?
1: only 60,000 square feet,
2: just yeah. take care <laughs> of it. Uh, uh, so, but again, like it's <laughs> not in our scope of work, it's not in our pictures. Right. Sure. So he knows that he didn't show it to us. So, you know, we're in a good spot. Yeah. But you know, with, if we were not detailed in that original sure. walkthrough, then we would be in deep. Mm. You know. Yeah, and that's, that's why,
0: I mean, we, we gotta stress enough to anybody who's up and coming or everybody's in the business or even, cause really anybody could be a salesperson. For, for a cleaning company or a maintenance company like, like ours, right? But you nailed it, Mark, too, right? Where you got you gotta do the cleaning. You gotta you gotta learn it. You gotta understand because you are gonna put your people, you're gonna set them up for failure if you underbid, right? And the walkthrough part, that's where like you said, you capture every detail. You know, so you talk about every expectation because what I hear people whatever whenever I'm in a cattle call I stopped going to those a while ago. But when, you, when you're in a cattle call, or when you're in another call, you know, walk through with somebody else, the first thing they say is, let me see the scope. I feel like that's the wrong thing to do because now you're, why, what is, that scope could be 10 years old. Correct. I'm running into this right now where this guy keeps reverting back to the scope, the scope, the scope. And I'm like, I didn't price the scope, I priced the facility today, you know, 8 years later with 120 right. new employees, right? With right. a lot more, fut- like it's. Right. Th- yeah. If you price the scope, yeah. you are losing right there. So that's a training tip, right?
3: Is don't don't ask for the scope. Build yeah. your own scope. And you know it's funny because, you know, I, I tell our guys is that you know what go let, let's go, because it's our job to educate, right? You're not just going to say true. hey yeah. listen because otherwise, you got to keep in mind you've got peers of ours that are going to be looking at it and learning from us. Yeah. With the understanding that, oh well these guys are helping to pave the way by educating these clients, right? To understand exactly what this all means. It's not all about pricing. Are you gonna get the account? Probably not, but yeah. at least you got that little thought process going within their minds to yeah. understand that, well, you know what? That was a turnover issue yeah. I've been having the last five years. Maybe yeah. uh, Saul, Ricky, you know, Juan and Mark are right. Or, you know, the other guys that are coming up, you know, in the next two to three years. Yeah. So that's kind of like the mentality we all need to start taking as well too, is that Let's start educating this industry, because the industry has, has been, uh, you guys know, has been yeah. playing with a lot of undercutting, a lot of cheap labor, mm-hmm. a lot of craziness out there where people feel like that's okay to do. Yeah. That's just you know,
1: For sure. what I see I mean, a lot of, You know, another thing is, people gotta be comfortable with asking questions, like the hard questions, oh, yeah. you know? Real simple. Like what. Well, What were the last, you know, what are you guys hiring laborers for? $17 an hour. Oh, Oh, but you want me to come in and do it at 12, right? (laughs) So you got a sign on your front lawn, man. That's a good point. So you guys are hiring for 17. You're looking to cut me down. And the other thing is when you get into square footage situations where like you're in small square footage situations, you know, a lot of times I ask people, you know, I'll be like, huh, how many square feet is your house? Like two thousand square feet. Yeah. Go tell your wife to clean it in an hour. Yeah. Good luck. Let me know how that works out. Good luck. <laughs> well, because you'll get a lot of people that think they know more than you. But if you make them see the aha moment, you know, if you, uh, you like, don't
0: like you
1: enable. Said, don't enable them. Ask the right questions and just. let them answer. You're the so, expert, man. So now so.
0: nah, let's let's because you were you guys were talking about you know like entry level technicians that we have you know the the beginning stages of people that start in our company. Now let's talk about the the high caliber points. You know the employees that stand out, right? I just had an employee down the street working at a Cushman Wakefield building. He's a great employee. We put, you know we, we, we love him, we take care of him. He's been with us for five years. They gave him a service recognition award, right? So he was in the second page of the magazine for the property management industry, right? Where I, I am keeping him happy as much as I can, but what, what can what can we, you know, talk about as far as what are things that you guys are doing to take care of those All-Stars, like the, the All-Star employees that you start to see, like, they're not, they started cleaning, they help with scheduling, they go on walkthroughs, they know supply inventory, like what, other than a title, what are things that we can do?
2: So, you know, honestly, I think one of the benefits of growing at a, at a decent clip is you create manager roles, you create assistant roles, you create so on and so forth, right? And so, honestly, sometimes it's it's hard to pull a good employee away from the account uh, because we're like, wow, they're not going to be happy if I pull away a good employee. Right.
0: That's my situation. This guy is going right. to leave that, that up yeah.
2: but, but, <laughs> but the reality is it shouldn't be dependent on the employee. It should be dependent on your systems and your training you should be able to get another employee and train them pretty close to, to perform to the same level. right? Mm-hmm. And then you should be able to take that employee and promote them, right? Because otherwise you don't have a sustainable model and you can't really scale, okay. right? So that's, I guess that's the way I try to think about it. Um, because it, the reality is if you don't, then you're almost penalizing the employee for doing such a good job, because now he's stuck. He's stuck out of the company, right? Yeah. Which is, yeah, I mean, it really doesn't make sense.
1: I mean being able to replace yourself is the number one way to grow. Yeah. It's exactly. the number one I mean,
0: you know, we're it at should a, be a compliment. Right? We're at a point right out.
1: now where, you know, we, we just we had to do this. So I just hired a vice president for our company and I can't wait because mm-hmm. he's you know, they always say if you're the smartest person in your company then you're in trouble. Right. Yeah. Well this this guy is he is on point. And yeah. and we're talking C level employees versus cleaning technician employees, and all-stars, and I think at that level, and no matter who you're dealing with, you have to do what you're gonna say you're gonna do, number one. Number two, money talks, BS walks, right? Okay, and number three, the recognition does go a long way, okay? If you're gonna promote somebody and pay, but not give them the authority to be a manager and to make managerial changes mm-hmm. and yep. and empower that person to do, to make the hires to make the fires to to the, you know to, to have all those responsibilities
0: you're going to kind of deflate the promotion yeah, that person that's a great point man. you know so. cuz then they feel like why am i you know, why did i get promoted or why did i get this new title if i haven't no the authorities not that it could people have different personalities people are, people operate differently, but if they feel they have no authority, then it's like, well, well, why Why? They may be
1: getting the money,
0: but if they are looking for
1: interpersonal growth, there's nothing less deflating than paying them the money and having the role stay the same. And that's something that we had to learn. Because, you know, coming from a family business, it's tough to get the one person that has built the whole thing to be able to let go a little bit and and give the power to someone else to be able to, you know, be in an in, in, in
0: authority yeah. in the company. Family business is a whole other episode. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, empowering is huge. You know, I think, uh, you know, as a small business owner, you, you always, you want to empower people and let them do what they want to do, but you're always keeping your hand in that jar for some reason, right? So the one thing I've, Taught myself and just kind of keep training myself to do is always asking them, What would you do for the situation? Right? Because 90% of the time, I guarantee it's going to be the same answer I'm going to give you. So, a lot of the guys, a lot of the girls now, everybody is now starting to think on their own. So, we always talk about think independently, right? What would you do? Yeah. It's okay if you fail, it's yeah. fine. Learn from it and move on. So, for us, uh, you know, definitely empowering and uh, giving people the opportunity because at the end of the day, again, I go back to this whole blue collar. Environment, Blue Collar Solution. You know, people that come walking through that door, have, they've never been given opportunities. Yeah. Let's just be honest, right? And so it's our job to understand them, where they're coming from, be patient, but also making sure that you know they're, they're here for the long term. And also, what's your vision? What's your mission? What yeah. exactly is the purpose of your company out here? Because it's not here just to clean, yeah. right? So uh, as long as you portray that and what your company is doing, everybody will fall on board. Last year for us, we were trying to scale a little more aggressively. I learned a lot. Yeah. The companies learned a lot. You know, we were trying to go a little too top heavy. But as they always say, you know, get better before you get bigger. And by getting better is by empowering your employees, investing in the training your employees, yeah. we, exactly processes, systems, and making sure that everybody's set up for success.
0: Yeah, that's a great another good segue, right? Because I want to talk about culture, but the empowerment part that's something that it's it's big with me but i have a lot of family that works in my business right but the when you let somebody own something like the question right we all said if you ask the employee what would you do like you said they're like oh, what you're at you're asking me like, yeah yeah. like here let's let's put this on the whiteboard let's whiteboard this session and, and talk about what would you do in this position to help the company they start to feel ownership right? that's Getting into culture now, right? I want to talk about everybody's culture. Is, for me, is giving people roles and responsibilities that own their department or own that skill set that they're in charge of. I've got a floor department. I've got a post-construction department. These guys operate cohesively on their own. I may step in every couple weeks just to say, hey, what's going on? Are we, are we doing good? It looks like we're doing good. Numbers look good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they own it. They sit there, they do their own 10, 15 minute powwows. They have an agenda. They send the agenda to us in an email. It's like, it's amazing actually to let them kind of spread their wings and say, and, and this is one thing, you know, I don't know if you guys do this too, but I tell them if shit hit the fan and the janitorial department fell apart and closed, could your department, does it have legs? Could you guys operate on your own? Mm-hmm. Well, they're confident. They're like, yeah, I, we, we, we need you, Rick. We need support. But we got it. We could actually keep going on our own. So I feel like that's now leading into culture. Is what are you guys doing differently? Or what are you guys doing to improve your culture? I see a lot. You know, So you're doing awesome on social media. Juan, I know you're doing a lot of the digital videos. Mark doesn't like social media. so I don't know. What do. <laughs> 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 let's get the program, man. <laughs> because, let's go. Oh, <laughs> These guys got, this guy's got a million square foot schools to take care all of. All right? right. Well, like, well, yeah. Let's talk about culture of the company. What are what are we all doing? Not that we have to be doing different things, but what are we doing? Sure. What are, what's everybody doing?
3: Well, uh, for us, it's again being on a smaller side, so we have to get we have to get it right now, right? Uh, being a smaller firm under thirty people, but for us now is is, is we always say we're cleaning that cares, right? Um, and the one thing that we do in house now, and, we're, and I'm really hunkering down and really pushing, is is you have to care, you have to communicate with each other, right? It's very important. You've got to hold each other accountable, right, because you're not going to have a set of eyes behind you at all times to see what you're doing, what your quality mm-hmm. is like. You've got to be reliable. Rely on each other. Help each other out. And at the end, strive for excellence. So it stands for care. And we always say you've got to care because it's not so much just in business, but that's life. And so when you start digging in deep and you start telling people and talking to people in that route, they really start honing in and saying, Number oh. two.
0: No, it's two times. It's said route. Two times. It's a good old, commercial. <laughs> good
3: old <rap. laughs> um, So, you know, once you, you dig deep and you start building that, because it, it is. It's, it's it's what you just said. It's people over profit. And you've got to hone in on that. You know, and that includes us as business owners. You know, what are we doing? Let's look, let's look at ourselves. Are we out there actually pushing it? Are we portraying ourselves to be that? Or are we just saying it? So, you know, for me as a smaller company, it might be a little easier. I'm sure it's a little harder for you guys, a couple hundred people out there, uh, but that's exactly what we're trying to do, and I'm probably speaking more of those guys that are up and coming, is that build that now, build now, it strong, because yeah, those guys are going to be basically the tentacles, right? It's going to be spreading. And once it spreads, the minute a person comes in that doesn't stand for that, I'm not the one making the decision yeah. go. It's our own staff. That's so that's really what we're doing we're pushing, and uh, that's what we're focusing on right now. It's so important. It's so important.
1: To have, whether you're a big company or small company, you should, even if you're a big company, you should live with a small company mentality. Everyone matters. That comes to your customers, that comes to your employees, that comes to everyone, your vendors, everyone. Make a friend, make a sale, right? How many people can we help every day? We're not here to clean toilets. We're here to provide a solution that otherwise would someone would have to go fulfill themselves, which they don't wanna do. Yeah. They just don't yeah. wanna do it. Yeah. Okay. I mean we're
0: a recession proof ah, close to
3: recession proof. No, province. it's recession ah, proof. It's is is close clear. to yeah.
1: I mean, you know, like I said, if you worry about creating a solid business, the rest will come. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Wow, what do you got
2: going? You know, that's that's so true, you know it's going back to culture you, you know, one of the issues, it, it's a good thing, but sometimes it's a little bit of an issue, is when everyone got a new employee, and, you know, let's say you have five people in that building, you know, and you've got four rock stars, and you put someone else in, and that person's just not putting in the effort, or sometimes they'll, in the chatter, they'll say, I'm just here for my pet yeah. yeah. you know, check. the worst line. You know, so the thing is, <laughs> you know. how, much, how much do you guys pay? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't even know. So. You. <laughs> So my other employees or supervisors will say, "Hey, you know what? This person we can't have them." But you know, and I understand it completely, and so I have to take action at that point, right? So, so the culture maintains a certain level of standard, you know, certain standard, right? Um, and that's important because you know they're they're also worried about the jobs because they understand that if we lose the building, they all lose their jobs. You know, so culture is very important, having set standards, you know. But again, you know, it already goes back to having everything standardized, so everyone understands what they're supposed to be doing, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was, going back to the videos, is one of the reasons why I created them, because I realized that one supervisor was training with a different standard, the other one had different methods, and so at least now we're all working cohesively. So.
1: And and you know, when it comes to employees, whether you have 10, 15, 100, 200, you know, the sis, our systems today are so good that we can keep track of all this information. You know, it matters. It matters that what is it to a company that's doing you know, 1 million, 5 million, 10 million, $15, 20 million to reach out to, you know, let's say five, 10 employees in a month and say, Happy birthday. We appreciate you. Yeah. Here's yeah. a $10 gift card for Dunkin' Donuts, right? Yeah. Or even think about this when was the last time you went on a bid or you put a proposal together and you didn't win, but you still sent the customer a handwritten note? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, there might have been five
0: bidders there. You might have lost, but if things go south, who do you think they're going to remember? Yeah, yeah. no, and I mean, touching on the saying "Happy Birthday," saying thank you, right? So we tr- we try to do that all the time. But one thing we we actually did this year is I hired a chief people officer, right? So I took a page right out of Chief heart Officer. Chief. Yeah, that's yeah, I took a page right, off the out of the technology company and yeah. the industry and the trend of where they're going where this guy's sole responsibility is to get out there at eight o'clock at night two in the morning one in the morning six in the morning arrive with donuts say thank you bring them a piece yeah. of not just you know we have area managers and supervisors that show up at night yeah. but this guy's sole job is to rem- let them know and remind them you're you know you don't we don't see you in the office we don't see you all the time we remember you we we recognize you we, this is not a tough this is a tough job that you're doing so this guy you know when i hired him too he was like "Well, oh, rick i'm a recruiter i'm you know i'm hr you know but i'm like trust me this is going to go a long way because as much as you know me as a company too i think i have a great culture i have a great office i have a good i still got employees that they're frustrated oh. you know they're they don't come to the office so they don't, they don't get to see and you know, reap the benefits from that and it's like Oh, you forgot about me. That's, that's right. oh man, sure. trying to do so much. As you grow, job.
1: it just gets so hard. Okay, I mean, hard, it yeah. just gets, and there's always going to be people that, you know, people that feel like they're getting left out. You know, I mean, it's
0: it's 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 inevitable to the point where if you're in the hundreds, two, three, four, five hundred, I mean, yeah. these, these things are going to happen. But yeah. as long as you're showing effort, I feel like that's yeah. that's <clears throat> the point is to show some effort.
2: But you know, going back to empowerment, so one of the things I actually did recently is. So every month I give supervisors hundred dollars a month. I give them two fifties. So every month they have to select two people, you know, that have their building in top shape or their areas in top so shape. So you give them money for that, and they yeah. reward them directly. Okay. So they I don't even do so that. So it's anymore. not even for because, you because at the end of the day. I'm not that cool. Out the field. That's, 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 yeah, that's cool though. Yeah, that it's like yeah. yeah. it's better you from know, them. And it's though. better.
1: Yeah. They're gonna, yeah. they respect power, man. direct it's, management. It's, management yeah. That's, that's right. above that. I mean, I like that's, that's, that's,
0: that's that's really that's cool. really take a note. That's not cool. right. I
2: took that from the mob movies, you know, they walk around with money. It's was like here you go. Here you go. It seems to work for them. you know, All right.
0: So on the laughing side. I wanted to end with this note because everybody definitely has some funny stories. Tell me about a time that you were in the field that you guys said, what the hell did I get myself into? What, you know, what the hell is, why did I do the cleaning industry? Why do you know, what's some good stories from you guys in the field?
3: Well, you know what, For, I got a few, but I'm gonna cut it real quick is that, you know, when I first started, um, you know, obviously, for me, is uh, I put, I pretty much invested everything that I had into this business. I didn't have any backup money. I had nothing. I have no clue about cleaning. That's so uh, That's so I still <laughs> no, I'm with you. And so, uh, you know, the one, the craziest things that I always saw was just, uh, uh, I would throw up the shit, the crap, especially at bars, right? Yeah. Nighttime clubs, whatever. But it's, it's, mm-hmm. this is the funny part to it, is that, all right I'm like oh man this is crazy but we got to do it 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 I went and because we're having a new QC person that's going to take over all of our training so she's like I need you to meet me here at five in the morning and we're going to get the get the techniques down I said okay perfect let's go dude what's the first thing I see man is shit with an underwear in a toilet (laughs) and I look at it I'm like dude are you kidding me I'm like, I'm back run? at this again. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But luckily, uh, Isabel's great. She just went out and she's like, don't worry, so Here's here's the technique. And dude, that technique, honestly, took her 10 seconds compared to my 30 minutes yeah. when I did that, you know, five years ago. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy and sick. And so that's why, Isabel, thank you so much. Uh, you, are rock the next, you are a rock star. Yeah. She's going to really be pulling uh, all the great training for us. So anyway, my story is just, it's funny that it, it's never gonna stop. It's always gonna be, it's always gonna be that. You
1: yeah. know, I think it's just the, the comedy of the day-to-day, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no matter how long you do this, there's always something that amazes you. Like, just yesterday, my GM sent me a picture, it was like seven o'clock, and this account that we clean, okay, Someone decided to—they were going to use the bathroom in a special way. <laughs> and um, See, it's always these bathrooms. Basically, zero. she I'm sends me—she sends me a picture of these people, and they're dressed up like like they're Martians, like in space suits. I'm like, what happened in the bathroom? Like, what happened? You know? But I mean, I think we could all share yeah. our fair our our fair share of stories like that. One that sticks out for me is just. Our mechanic, our mechanic is just you know he's been with us for 20, 22 years, oh, awesome. and he's kind of a rough dude. Awesome. You know, yeah. you know he, he's he's helped me move my house a couple times. I've had to patch some walls, but just recently, like we had to deliver a machine because this this particular company had a <laughs> they had a customer event going on. Well, he's not in tune with the fact that they have a customer event, so he takes this thirty two inch walk behind and he goes <laughs> up this ADA ramp because our, our, awesome. the, the dock height, didn't, the dock height dock didn't match up with our truck. So here he is going to this all glass building, trying to open the doors. There's, there's customers all over this building. So <laughs> the the facility manager comes out and is like, no, no, no. You know, he's halfway in the door yeah. with this 32 inch walk behind, you know, ready to walk it right through the lobby. Just <laughs> clueless, man. But you know, there, there, there's so many things yeah. that, that, that come to mind for this
2: yeah wow what do you got oh wow i you know there's there's endless stories but I think the most interesting one was we're at uh, at, at nighttime the supervisor calls me and hey you know there was uh, two employees of the company and they, they were in an x-rated act so <laughs> you know they got scared and they you know they took off but now I'm cleaning the office that they were in and you know, there's cocaine at the desk. Like, wow. what do I do? That's like, a story, dude. What this do I do? So I'm like I don't know, like can't call cops, right? You <laughs> know, like, you know, I don't wanna get the client. Get <laughs> so I call a facility manager and he's like He's pissed that I'm calling him, you know, uh, it's kind of a delicate matter, right? So, yeah. you know, and uh, he's like, well, can't you vacuum it up? I'm like, all right. <laughs> there we go. Oh, vacuum <laughs> you know? it up. So that's what we did. I mean, we vacuumed it up and. With you know, a vacuum. With a vacuum. <laughs> yes. <Okay>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with a vacuum and, yeah. you know, threw it in a uh, trash bag and out garbage, you know, because, so, you know, she's like, well, I don't want to take this trash bag with me. I was like, no, throw it, you know, throw in the garbage because, you know, she's like, but yeah, anyway, so. There's all kinds of stories, you know. Oh, some,
1: I got yeah. endless stories.
2: That yeah. commercial
1: account with the rats like dogs, that's a true story for oh, sure. I can imagine. I mean you kick the barrels. I mean the, <laughs> it's the middle of, they're as big as dogs. I mean, <laughs> and and i just had a meeting with these people recently and I told this new facility, she's the plant manager. I was like, You been here at night before?
3: She's like, No of course not. I was yeah. like,
1: Okay. <laughs> maybe we should maybe we should show you one night what we're dealing with. It. Because they're like you know, I'm talking
2: about they probably have the little traps. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you need a cage. No, you need a cage. <laughs> you need
2: a cage. Yeah. Rick, That's
0: what's the story for you? Oh, man, I got a lot. I've, I've talked about many, but I say one that could be probably relevant to a lot of you know newcomers or up and coming. Me and my cousin, our first year of business, you know, stripping wax shops. I'm sure all of you guys have done I did you saw some pictures you told me about this dude. so I talk about this because it's, it's a classic. it's a classic <laughs> it's a classic story for me where you know we we bid this job I think I know what I'm doing because I looked on YouTube and I looked at you know the tips the tips on how to, how to price and my cousin's all are like yeah right Dude, we got a new machine we're good this, they say the machine could do the job for you I'm like, all right so we bid this job at like 600 and man like 680 bucks I think and it's like 3,000 square feet. And it's, it's an overnight, but it's a 24 hour facility. And I, I don't know what stripper is. I, I don't know what. I didn't, I didn't know you were supposed to do this. What kind stripper. of shoes did I, you have? Left? I had gym shoes on. Okay. oh, Dude, wow. I had, I had gym shoes. Like, we got the floor scrubber. We got. What I thought was a wet vac, but it was not a wet vac. <laughs> and, then I, and, then, and then we have the stripper solution, and then we have the wax. And then we have a brand new square scrub. This thing's like it's shiny. So then Tony goes up to the top. I'm like, all right, I got the bathrooms. You got the top. And he just keeps going. And I'm like, dude, Tony, from the YouTube video, you're supposed to do like one over. Like He keeps going. He keeps... And I go up, and I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, Rick, it, it just keep... there's film. There's just film everywhere. Oh so he keeps going and I'm down here. He comes out, cause we're just, you know, he's judging me, I'm judging him. I'm better than him, he's better than me. He bought that machine, I bought this one. I'm at the bottom and he's like, Rick, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? And I'm just, you know, I'm throwing the liquid everywhere. He's throwing the chemical. A stripper,
1: there you go. And he's
0: like, Rick, it's, <laughs> it's all, it's all stripper. Yeah. He's like, you're just supposed to dilute it. Dude, the, the tile turned white, Boom. white. So then I'm like, oh shit, all right, cool. So I start stripping it, start stripping it. The entire outer layer was white. Like gone. There's no tile. This was a brown tile. So it's gone. <laughs> it was <a> brown tile. <laughs> up on top, whatever. Whatever happened up top. But just so you guys know, we bid this job for eight hours. Boy, it's 680. We were there for 38 yeah, oh yeah. hours. <laughs> Two days. Man. Two days. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the client came in like, Great job! This thing, <laughs> this thing looks fantastic. It's because we put nine coats of wax on that thing. It was the shiniest floor they ever seen
3: in their life. You literally, you literally. <laughs> took I paid the, them for three it's years it's of, exactly of, of, exactly three years of wax. three years of wax. You literally said, "I'm going to lose money to make money." Later. Yeah. yeah, dude. Exactly. They were like,
0: "This is the best looking floor we That's ever awesome. had." And me and Tony were like, "All right." All right. So they. So them. that price is good, right? <laughs> 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 Do not price that job. Three thousand square feet, six eighty. No. no, no, not happening. But I got so many more, but at that point, I think we've talked enough, right? I think we had some good job. good conversations yeah. here. Oh yeah. Um, for for our first talk, I think, you know, we wanted to keep it real, we wanted to keep it, you know, this is storytelling time, right? This is, this is what the industry is about, is collaboration. You could, you know, people could call us competitors because we're on the same market, but these guys are my friends, these guys are colleagues. This is what we need to do for the industry not just for us but for customers and clients to know this is a trade what we do for commercial cleaning is a trade we, we we're not demanding respect but we, we we have to say let's put ourselves in a situation to earn our clients respect by the way we conduct ourselves uh and the way we you know we take this serious right i mean I, thank you guys for coming i appreciate you guys being a part of this this is only the first of many to come uh but yeah I appreciate you guys being here. But- Cheers, Cheers to Cheers. clean-in cocktails. Cheers, yeah. Clean-in <coughs> cocktails. Absolutely. Yes.